Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. answer to this last question in chapter 6 is who is going to stand? Who is going to stand? And we find out who it is. Let's look at it. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or any tree. So this is going to be an interesting time. Think about no wind, no wind on the earth. That's going to create some interesting conditions, isn't it? Thank you for joining us today on Truth in Christ Radio Bible Study. Today, Pastor Rob begins a three-part series on chapter 7 of the book of Revelation. Our scripture says, Four angels standing at the four corners of the earth. The phrase, four corners of the earth, is an ancient and sometimes modern equivalent to the idea of the four points of the compass. The idea is that these angels affect the entire earth. These winds that are mentioned were a destructive force of God's judgment, as they often are in the Old Testament. Now let's join Pastor Rob as he continues to review God's wrath on the earth. Revelation chapter 7 this morning, it's, uh, the title is The Sealed and Those from the Great Tribulation. We are in this period of time in the scripture, in Revelation, where we are in a period called the Great Tribulation. And this really spans uh, chapters 6 through 19, and it's a period of time where God is going to pour out his wrath on a world that has rejected his son, Jesus Christ. Now, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible says in in 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians 15, uh, and, and, and it tells us that the church, you and I, believers in Jesus, will be removed from this earth before this great tribulation occurs. The Bible says that God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Is that really good news? This is not a new doctrine. This has been around for hundreds of years. Ever since the church was born, this idea has been around, because the Bible clearly teaches it. God has made it fit, saw fit, to make sure that we understand it. The church will be removed, and then... Judgment will take place on this earth. And that's something that people don't like to hear, but it's the truth. I like the truth. I like to be told the truth. Is anybody fed up with lies? I am. The Word of God is truth. And so we're dealing with this period. And last week we looked at the first six seals of this revelation period as 
the Lamb of God goes to the throne of God, and, and God the Father is sitting on the throne, and a scroll, a seven-sealed scroll was given to him, and, he, and Jesus Christ opens those scrolls. And each one of those seals is a judgment upon the earth that's coming. And so there's seven seals. Then, upon the seventh seal opening, there's going to be seven trumpet judgments. And upon the seventh trumpet judgment, there is going to unleash another seven bowls of wrath of God. Of God. And so we look at this. And this is a period of time that Jesus spoke in Matthew's Gospel. He said, for then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor, nor shall ever be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. There is going to be a remnant upon the earth when the church is removed and the tribulation begins on the earth, which is yet future, obviously, to us. People will be able to get saved, but it's going to be very difficult. You and I have received Christ at a time when it's really convenient and easy. But there's coming a time when the church is removed that the deception is going to be... You think the deception is is heavy right now? Has anybody aware that there's deception right now in the media and other places? It's pretty obvious. You don't even know what's true anymore. On either side, you, you don't even know what's true. And yet God is going to take care of all this. And so we are rapidly coming to that part. But there are, people will be able to get saved during that time. But there is going to be a delusion, the Bible tells us, that will come upon the earth. It's easy for us now, but it's going to be really hard later on in the future during this great tribulation period. And chapter 7 this morning is a proof, in fact, that there will be a remnant saved out of that tribulation. But it will cost them, most of them, their lives. Because they will be hunted by this character that we call the Antichrist. Now the Antichrist is not some man who knows that he's the Antichrist. He just knows that he, he doesn't know anything. He's just a man who thinks he's got, it could be any politician. We don't look for the Antichrist because he's going to be revealed after the church is removed. So there's no sense in figuring out who this guy is. But he's just going to be a really, really charismatic leader. He's going to have answers. He's going to be a great speaker. He's going to have great power. People are going to see him and they're not going to think, oh, this is Mr. Antichrist. No, it's, it's not like that at all. People are going to see him like any other politician. But the Bible tells us who he is. And so, we have everything to look forward to, but that time is going to be very difficult. Very difficult. And this time of tribulation, especially at this time that we're looking at chapter 7, is going to be a time of persecution for two groups of people that God is going to preserve during the great tribulation period. 144,000 Jews from from Israel, he's going to preserve them, he's going to seal them, we'll talk about that soon. And also another group of people we know as the Gentiles, a people from every, every tongue, every nation, It's going to be the Gentiles, even during the tribulation, after the church is removed. There will be still that remnant on the earth, and they are going to be running for their lives. And we're going to see even the remnant, the 144,000, are going to have to be preserved in the rock city of Petra. We're going to read that. Because the Antichrist, in the middle of this season, this seven-year period, he is going to show his true colors 
And he is going to hunt the Jews, the faithful Jews, and he's going to hate them especially because now they're Christians. It's bad enough being a Jew at that time, but a Jew that has received Christ is going to receive the vehement anger from the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the one whom the Bible calls the Antichrist. But those dwelling on the earth, they're going to fawn over this man. They're not going to know him as that. They're just going to see him as a man who's got a lot of answers and can speak really well. He's got a lot of power. So it's going to be very interesting, very interesting. And last week we looked at the first six seals. We looked at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which are just judgments that God is going to bring upon the earth. And it's bad enough that this period is going to be riff with war and rumors of war, but it will be intensified dramatically and exponentially when God pours out his wrath, when he begins as he's opening these seals and these trumpets and these bowls. It's going to get increasingly worse. The Bible calls them birth pangs. These are the pangs, ladies, that you all know very well when you, if you had children. It first starts very small. There's a little contraction. Ooh, what was that? Next thing you know. The intensity, the frequency, the intensity, the frequency. And pretty soon you're like, oh my, we better get her to the doctor. Get her to the hospital. Birth pangs. And the Bible says that these things are ramping up. Has anybody noticed things ramping up? Are you alive? Are you got your eyes open? Things are ramping up. Even now, even now. We are not in the tribulation period. We're getting close because when, we, but when the church is removed, all hell is going to break loose. And every, everything that they've wanted for so long, that the earth has wanted, they're going to get. They're going to get it. It's going to come in like a flood. And the Antichrist is going to make sure it is. And all of you and I, the church, this problem that the world has is going to be removed. And the world will get what they want. And unfortunately, that breaks the heart of God. Because he would have none to perish, but all come to repentance. His judgment is a strange work. You've heard it said before. He doesn't want anybody to perish. It's his will that none should perish, but that all should come to what? Repentance. Very important. And so let's read the very last uh, section of the, the sixth seal from chapter 6. Because there's a question posed at the end of this section that is very important. Uh, Let's read chapter 6, verses 12. We're just going to read this. It says, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black of sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. The stars of the heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? I would have you pay attention to that last section of the last verse in that chapter who is able to stand because chapter 7 gives us the answer isn't it wonderful how the bible makes sense most people think that the book of revelation is unknowable some churches and some pastors won't even teach it and certainly it is riff with all kinds of speculation and conspiracy theories and all kinds of weirdness but when you look at it 
point blank. When you look at it literally, it makes complete sense. Now, there are mysteries about it. There are things that we don't quite understand now. But as, as, as these things begin to unfold on the earth, they are going to be very... They're going to, can you imagine being a person in the Great Tribulation and reading? They're going to have a menu in front of them. What's happening next? A menu. What would you like today? I'll take a little wrath. And I shouldn't joke about that. But they are going to see what's going to happen and what's happening next. And it's all here cataloged for us. God has never lied to us, folks. He has been 100% accurate in the things that he has foretold before. They've all literally come to pass. And why would he change things now? He's told us in advance. Doesn't that encourage you as well? I like the idea that God tells me. That's what a good shepherd does. He prepares, doesn't he? A shepherd goes into a field and removes the poisonous plants so that when his sheep go in, they're not going to die from poisoned food. That's what a shepherd does. That's what a good shepherd does. And because Jesus is the good shepherd, he tells us in advance what's coming. That soothes my soul because nothing is out of order as far as God is concerned. Everything is going as planned. And we don't need to freak out and lose our peace. But know that he, the Prince of Peace, is in control. Do you believe that? You must. And I pray that you do. Pray that you do understand that. And so, the answer to this last question in chapter 6 is, who is going to stand? Who is going to stand? And we find out who it is. Let's look at it. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or any tree. So this is going to be an interesting time. Think about no wind. No wind on the earth. That's going to create some interesting conditions, isn't it? And then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. Now these four angels, just as a side note, I believe that these four angels are going to be part of the seven. Four of the seven angels that we read about in chapter 8 of Revelation, and specifically in verse 7, when it talks about the first uh, trumpet that's going to sound, it's, they, this angel is going to strike all the vegetation of the earth, and the other one, in verse 8, is going to strike the seas. And so there's going to be judgment. I believe these four are part of those seven, because they're waiting. They're waiting. God is telling them, don't do these things, because there's some unfinished business. We have to seal the servants of our God we're going to seal the, the, the 144,000 of the Jewish remnant, these evangelists that are going to evangelize during the time of the tribulation. We have to make sure that they're sealed, that they're protected before God pours out his wrath. Aren't you glad that God is like that? He's like that. I love that about him. And then in verse 3, and, and, and they said, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads, on their foreheads. Notice that God is not going to unleash the seventh seal, which occurs in the very first chapter of chapter, uh, of chapter 8. He's not going to open that seal until then. So what we have here this morning is a, what we call a parenthetical chapter. It's a chapter like some other chapters we'll get into in the book of Revelation that aren't really 
um, forwarding the narrative, the, the timeline. It's like there's a six seals, and then there's this, there's there's a, a parenthetical chapter that we have, and it describes situations during that time period, and we see them in other parts of other chapters, and so we're going to see that. So it's a parenthetical chapter. But notice, he's not going to unleash the seventh seal until he does what? He protects and he preserves the 144,000 Jews. And notice that this is a pattern of God. This is his character. He doesn't judge the righteous with the wicked. And it doesn't mean that Christians won't go through times of tribulation because the Bible clearly says that they will. In fact, in 2 Timothy Paul says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. They're going to go through a tribulation of sorts, but it's nothing compared to the great tribulation. The Bible makes it very clear. You and I go through trials and tribulations, don't we? Have you been through a trial and tribulation? I think every one of us have. So we all have. But there's a difference between the trials and the persecutions that we may receive on this earth Quite a bit different than when you receive the wrath of Almighty God. That's a whole different ball game, isn't it? Whole different ball game. So many of the saints of the past nineteen hundred plus years, they've suffered tribulation, they've suffered difficulties, even to the point of death. But they will not go through the great tribulation, obviously because they're not alive. But even if those of us, if you're a Christian, you will not go through this period. And why? Because of this wonderful verse that I've read earlier. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a biblical precedent of this. God removed Enoch before the flood. Remember, the flood judgment was a judgment of God upon the earth. Remember, the earth became so wicked that God told um, Noah to begin building an ark. Because in 120 years, the whole earth is going to be judged. And he did. And prior to the flood, God removed Enoch, who was a type of the church. God translated him. He raptured him in a sense. And so we see this precedent throughout the scripture. We know that he separated Noah and his family through the tribulation, through the flood judgment, like these 144,000, like the Jewish remnant on the earth in the great tribulation, just like Noah and his family being preserved through it. Same thing with these 144,000. They're going to be sealed just like Noah was preserved. And God removed Lot Remember, in his family, before judgment came upon Sodom and Gomorrah, he removed Rahab and her household before he brought judgment upon Jericho. And in a similar manner, God is going to do the same with this 144,000. And look at verse 3 again. It says, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed, underline that word, until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. This word is a Greek word, uh, sfragizo, which literally means to stamp. It's a signet. It's a private mark. It's for security and preservation. It's something that God does to protect, and he seals. And when he places a seal on something, there is no one who can undo that seal. No one. And we're going to look at this before we take communion. I want to challenge you with that as we go along. So, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And the forehead is a prominent feature of the body, isn't it? When you run into somebody in the mall or in the grocery store, the first thing you see is their face, and their forehead is right there before you. It speaks of the thought life. It speaks where faith and reason and choices are made. And this is where God is going to seal them. He's going to stamp them 
How, how he's going to do that, I don't know. Is it going to be visible? I don't know. But he's going to seal them, and they will be preserved. There will be nothing that God does upon the earth that will harm them. He will make sure that they are preserved. Why? Because he's going to use them as his mouthpiece, at the very least, to the, to the children of Israel. The Bible says that eventually all Israel will be saved, and, and it's, they're going to have to go through a really tough spot before they get there. The Holocaust and, and the, the Nazi uh, concentration camps were nothing compared to what's coming for the Jews. There's going to be more killed in the tribulation than has ever been known combined. And it's interesting too, I find, that he places the seal on their foreheads because we learn later on in Revelation, and we're going to get there, in Revelation 13 we find this false prophet who is a part of the demonic trinity with the beast or the Antichrist. He is going to have those on the earth receive a mark on their foreheads or on their right hands. And Revelation 13, 16 speaks of this. Notice, again, he's a counterfeiter. Satan is a counterfeiter. The Antichrist is going to be a counterfeiter. The false prophet is going to be a counterfeiter. Only counterfeiting what God has done. Do you ever notice that? Remember the plagues of Egypt? (laughs) Pharaoh's enchanters doing the same things. If they were really that good, they should counteract those things instead of going, well, if you're going to bring blood on the Nile, so are we. Really? Is your God bigger than my God? No. (laughs) He's a counterfeiter. In fact, Jesus said, for speaking of this time period, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonder to deceive, if possible, Even the elect, that means deception is going to be rampant. It's going to be incredible. How important it is to receive Christ now? Very important. Don't wait around. Don't push it away and say, well, I'll just wait until the rapture of the church. And then, you know, if that really happens, then I'll know that God is real. People think like that. But you have no idea the deception that's coming. And you think you're going to be able to stand it? It's going to be a miracle for every person saved during that tribulation period. In fact, Second Thessalonians, Paul said this. He says, The coming of the lawless one, who is the character we call the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan with all power. God's going to allow him to have all power. Signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. God loves you, and he gives you the truth. Do you love the truth? I love the truth. That they might be saved. And For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Believe me, there is a deception coming that is going to be so great. If you think you're strong, you're going to fall on your face. Because without Christ in your life, without the Spirit of God, you are a pawn. Not one of us, I don't think, has been attacked by Satan himself. We've been messed with by demons. Every one of us, I'm sure, have been tempted by them, have been messed with. But can you imagine being tempted by the devil himself? Without Christ, you're done. You're done. This being who's very powerful, he's not more powerful than God. He's a created being. Make no mistake. You don't have to fear him. He's a defeated foe because Christ has defeated him on the cross at Calvary. But don't think for one minute that you have the strength and the power to withstand his deceptions. It's going to be a miracle. It was a miracle that you got saved. My salvation is a miracle. I was totally engrossed in my sin when God knocked on my door, and I found him so irresistible. Isn't it great how much he loves? I love it. 
I love it. So verse 4, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, and 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. And why are they sealed? Because they will be hunted. They will be hunted by this man of sin. In this first three and a half year period, they will be sealed. And there's going to come a point where the Antichrist is going to hunt them. All believers, especially the Jews, the persecution is going to be incredible. The massacre, the martyrdom is going to be huge on a great scale. We've never seen before. All the world wars, nothing compared to this. The Holocaust, nothing compared to this. This is the worst time. That's why Jesus said, unless he shortened that time, nobody would survive it. No one would survive it. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.